no, 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 and hanging out. And then it gets to the point where they stop asking after you say no so many times. I don't know if you guys have, are in a situation right now where maybe there's some people in your life where maybe you need to cut ties with them or some people that maybe, can I get a pay raise now? And he gave me a $6 pay raise at that time, which was of a goal that I wrote down in 2016. And I put a million dollars in residual income by 2024. Everybody. Welcome to our first annual Elite Builders Gala. We are so excited to have you here for a full power pack day of knowledge. With that, I present to you the glue that holds the Elite Builders Nation together, Gabriella who is also my aunt, Gil! Let's go, everyone! Let's give it up for Liliana! Liliana Novello, the future of Elite Builders. Guys, I am so excited to have you here. Some of you flew in from across the country to be here. From different countries, we have Santo Domingo, we have California, New Jersey, Texas, New York. Let's give it up for everyone that came in for this weekend. Guys, honestly, I kind of want to get this over with so we can go to the party later because that's where it's going to be at for the gala, first annual gala. Guys. Let's go! Let's go! I have the honor of introducing our speakers today. So first up, we have Jose Luis Morales. The one and only! He has come all the way from California today to present to you this story of how... People underestimate what they can achieve in a year. And they really underestimate what they can achieve in 10 years. So let's give it up for Jose Luis Morales! I actually forgot that I chose that song to play. <laughs> but the meaning of that song actually says whatever you can visualize, you can materialize, meaning like you could actually accomplish it. Um, so I actually want to give some recognition to Jessica. It was so awesome. Like this morning, I saw Jessica Nelson from Texas, like with her whole Texas group. And she actually said, like, hey, like, brought all of them together. And I just thought, like, how great leadership that is. So I just want to congratulate you on that. Do you have a cooker? So a lot of people imagine, like, when they look at me today, when they see me today, uh, they imagine that I always had my shit together. Uh, they imagined that I was always the same person that you guys see today. 
They imagined that I was always like a good husband, a good father. They imagined that I was the type of person that was capable of taking 100 listings a year, the type of person that had this really large real estate portfolio. And the reality is that it wasn't always like that. And it was actually the complete opposite of that. Like meaning like had you met me before 2010, you wouldn't look at me today and be like, all right, this guy is going to be a superstar or this guy is going to accomplish all these things. So I wanted to take you guys back memory lane in hopes that maybe I can connect with one person in the audience, maybe somebody that's going through something, maybe somebody that's not where they want to be. Maybe they're not where they want to be health-wise, financial, in their business. And uh, just to get a little vulnerable with you guys in hopes that we could all be vulnerable this week and just help each other grow. So does anybody recognize this person? That is what I was thinking back then. <laughs> so although you see a smile on the face, there's a lot of things that aren't being told in this picture. So three months before this picture, I actually had been arrested for a DUI. I was actually at a point in my life where I started experimenting with things that weren't marijuana, meaning like harder substances in that time. And it was kind of crazy because at that time, like I felt that I had my shit together. I had $8,000 in the bank. I drove a nice car and I thought like I was the man, but my ego was kind of through the roof. And the reality was that it wasn't really like that. And then life has a funny way of kind of humbling you if you kind of have that mentality. I don't know if you guys have ever been humbled before in one way or another. Anybody recognize the person in the, I think it's blue, I'm colorblind, but the person with the glasses? Now, who wears glasses like shades indoors? I do. Right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, in this case, it, uh, the reason I was sharing gla uh, wearing glasses is I had actually taken some harder substances than marijuana. I actually did ecstasy for the first time that, the first and only time that night, which is kind of crazy. What this picture doesn't tell, although once again, there's a smile on the face, is that that night I had gone in a car accident. And the reason I got in a car accident is because I wanted to go party from Big Bear. I was already partying, keep in mind. And I wanted to go from Big Bear to Northridge, California, like a three-hour drive. What this picture also doesn't tell is that because I was in a hurry to go back party is that I got in a car accident where I did what's called the California stop, which means kind of you stop and then you go. And as I went, I could still see like in slow motion, the truck just like T-boning me on the side. And I had two options in that moment. One of the options was go back to the place I was partying, which was probably like less than three minutes away. But I was kind of embarrassed that that happened or drive to Northridge, California and continue partying. Believe it or not, I actually drove to Northridge, California with the entire left side of the car smashed in the snow, the windows cracked and the windshield cracked. And that night, I ended up doing ecstasy, which is why I have that thing. I woke up the next morning, and I actually called my mom. And I told my mom, like, I fucked up, you know? And I told her, like, I wrecked the car. I got a DUI, like, three months ago. Like, I'm not in a good place, basically. And without any judgment, she said, like, move back home, and whatever you have to do will help you with it. 
So it's crazy because in the next picture, you'll see that like 10 months later, my life actually started to change and it started to rebound all because I changed the environment of the people that I was hanging out with. Like when I moved back home, I cut ties with every single one of the friends that basically was doing those things. And it was kind of weird because like I kept saying no, no, no and hanging out. And then it gets to the point where they stop asking after you say no so many times. So I don't know if you guys have, are in a situation right now where maybe there's some people in your life where maybe you need to cut ties with them or some people that maybe aren't a positive influence in you. But my life started to change as soon as I started cutting some ties. So if there is somebody in your guys' life that maybe isn't positive or encouraging or helping you get to where you want, might be the time to kind of do that. So um, at this point, instead of rock bottom, it probably should have said rebound. Like at this point, I was already on the rebound up. At the time of this picture, this was my first real estate picture. Um, but I basically, what, what this video doesn't tell is that over the next six months, I started working 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Over the next six months, I actually became a homeowner during that time. During the next 10 months, my life started to rebound. But what a lot of people don't uh, know about this picture is that at this, the time of this picture, I didn't have a driver's license. Like, so I was actually being dropped off at Alcoholics Anonymous because it was mandatory because of the DUI. And I was riding the bus to work, basically. So I don't know if you guys have ever been in a position where you created your own hole and you're like struggling to get out of it and maybe you can't see the top of it, but it's out there and you can basically get out of it and that's what started to happen with me. I started changing just the environment of people that I started uh, hanging out with. So this is actually my second YouTube video ever. I don't know if we can play it. Um, it has a link on there. Yeah. Uh, let me see if uh, uh, it has a link somewhere. I don't know if it's possible to maybe like exit and then, uh, oh, it actually popped up. Click on it again. Uh, Sorry about that. Probably should have warned her before that. I think if you just hover over it, hover over it. And then uh, you see how, uh, yeah, right there. Yeah, click, just click. Oh, it is. Okay. So regardless, uh, okay. It's okay. So basically in that video, what you're going to see is that that person in that video is completely different than the person that is today. It's funny because that video actually says, I, I am a real estate agent. I know what I'm doing and I'm actually nodding my head to the left and right. And that video like would actually show you that the person you're seeing here today is a completely different human being. And I actually made up this person that you guys see here today. So my question is, how does somebody go from this, from owning four unit properties to owning 25 unit apartments. How does somebody go from their first real estate video where they can barely say their name to having videos that produce like 8 million views on the video, 2.4 million views. And this is what it really comes down to. People overestimate what they can achieve in one year, but they underestimate what they can achieve in 10. So I'm going to say that again. People overestimate what they can achieve in one year, but they underestimate what 10 years of hard work will actually get you. 
So today I'm going to go over five principles that changed my life in hopes that it impacts somebody in this room and in hopes that it helps somebody uh, else. All right, guys, so these are the five principles that changed my life. Um, so this was actually my first job. I worked there from the time I was nine to, the tw to 23. I actually sold cowboy boots for a living. Uh, it was my parents' business. And what I'm grateful of is that I learned a lot of lessons. One of the lessons that I learned is to offer more than what you're currently being paid for. So at that time, I remember going to my dad and telling him, I want a pay raise because I've been working here for eight years. And my dad told me, like, I'm not going to give you a pay raise just because you've been here for eight years. I was kind of mad. I was like, okay, like, I've been working here for such a long time. Like, why can't we increase the pay? And then two years later, I actually took a different approach. So my approach changed two years later where I actually started taking on more responsibilities and what I was being compensated for. So I actually started negotiating with vendors. I started going to the bank for them. I started uh, setting up different systems to help their business grow. And when the market was going down, his business was actually going up, basically. So I went back and I said, okay, like, can I get a pay raise now? And he gave me a $6 pay raise at that time, which was actually like almost double what I was making at that time. So I took the same approach in real estate. The approach was I started offering more than whatever I was being paid for. Did a moving truck, offered staging, even like, for example, like when I'm unable to make an event, sometimes I'll send a photographer to some of our partners or a videographer. So my belief is that if you offer more than what you're being paid for, eventually the marketplace will compensate you for the value that you're bringing to the table. So is anybody currently doing that right now? Is anybody currently wanting to do something like that? The second thing that changed my life was goal setting. So before in the 2010 picture, I had no goals in my life. Literally, my goals were to wake up, smoke some weed, hang out, and just chill. That was the reality of it, right? But my life started to change when I started setting goals. So I'll share with you guys a story of what happened. In 2013, I set a goal, and I was like, okay, I'm going to buy a property in this particular neighborhood that has an addition and around this price. And believe it or not, like January of the next year, I get a phone call from a seller who goes, hey, I want you to sell my property. I'm like, okay, tell me about it. She's like, it's in this neighborhood. It's got this addition. And it basically matched all the boxes that I had checked off. So what did I do? I ended up making an offer on it and I ended up buying it. But I believe that the reason it came to me was because I was very, very specific as to the goal that I wanted versus I just want to make a lot of money, which is very vague. And it's also like, what, what is like a lot of money? Like, is a lot of money like a hundred bucks? Is a lot of money a thousand dollars? Is a lot of money hundred thousand dollars? Like, it's not clear enough. Like, so your brain can't go after what you want if you're not specific. Um, this next picture is actually um, a picture of a goal that I wrote down in 2016, and I put a million dollars in residual income by 2024. And it was funny because at that time, I had no idea how I was going to do it. And the other day when I was looking at that vision board, I was like, rip share, right? And I thought about like with the real estate portfolio, gross 
in the next two years, it'll probably be at a million dollars, but not net. So it doesn't really help me in any way, shape or form. But when I saw that, I was like, okay, so here's one thing that I kind of noticed. People set goals that are too small. What I mean by that is that I noticed a pattern that people would set goals like I want to do 10 deals a year and then fall short on the 10 deals and only do six. So what did I start doing? I just started setting big goals. And even if I fell short, I was okay with it, basically falling short. Because if I set a goal for 25 deals, I was okay with falling short at 20 or 17. It was still a lot higher than the 10 deals that I was looking to accomplish. How many of you guys need to reset the goals beginning of the year? How many of you guys need to do some bigger goals? How many of you guys need to be a little bit more specific with the goals as to what you want to accomplish? This is the next principle that uh, changed my life. Um, it says proximity is power. And it says find someone that has already achieved what you want to achieve and follow their advice. So this is something that I implemented recently where I wanted to learn the skill of social media. And it was a skill that I had zero experience in. So what I did is I ended up joining a mastermind that I paid $25,000 because there were certain influencers in the group that I wanted to learn from. Now, what did I do with these influencers? I just humbled myself. And I said, guys, you guys are way further along than I am. I have no idea what you're, I'm doing. Please just show me the way. And to my surprise, they were like, okay, like showed me the way. And then I actually implemented the way that they showed me. So my life started changing uh, when I started getting proximity to people that were already doing what I wanted to do. Two, picture, two people in that picture, Vicente was my first mentor. And then Aaron was my second mentor. How many of you guys need to get proximity to somebody that is already doing what you want to do right? Um, anybody know these two people? Me and you, bro. Right? <laughs> Does anybody know the story, the relationship that Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan had? Kobe Bryant did that exact same thing to Michael, like literally would call him and just say, hey, Michael, like, how do you do that turnaround jump shot? Like the one that I make on the elite builders, you know, kind of like, kind of like, kind of like, kind of kind of like that one, you know? But he would call him and say, hey, look, I noticed that like you pivot a little bit to the left. And he basically taught him all his moves. And if you ask Michael Jordan, who's one person that could potentially beat you in basketball? The only person that he says is Kobe Bryant. And the reason he says that is that because he copied all his moves, which that's I'm probably the only person that could beat Aaron Novello on a listing presentation, oh. you know, <laughs> because I copied all his moves. No, I'm kidding. All right. So the next principle is called accountability. Like a lot of people, when they see me today, they imagine that I was always like a morning person. They imagine that I was always like a super disciplined person. Couldn't be further from the truth. I actually like to sleep in. I actually like just the wing things. But what I realized about myself is that I will do more for other people than I will for myself. Meaning I will do more not to let somebody else down than I would for myself. Like if I say wake up at seven in the morning, like it likely won't happen versus if I get some accountability. So this was actually one of my very first accountability partners. Does anybody know the person in the picture? Angel. Right. So Angel and I used to wake up at five in the morning and we used to basically keep each other accountable 
in regards to read each other our goals every single morning and be up by a certain time. Now, here's one thing that I want you guys to take away from this is that Aaron, where did I meet Aaron? Does anybody know where I met Aaron? At a Mike Ferry event. Where did I meet Angel? At, at, at an event, basically, right? So what I want to encourage you guys at this event is there's so many powerful people in this room and any type of coaching that I have gone has been great, but the real value has been in the relationships that I've built. So I want to challenge you guys today and be like, okay, like, who do you need to go have lunch with today? Who do you need to go have dinner with today? What relationships do you need to establish to help you grow your business? Both of these people, I met them at an event. But instead of having lunch with everybody that I knew, I went out of my comfort zone. I remember I used to bug Aaron, hey, where are you having lunch? Can I just sit there and just listen? I won't talk. Just let me listen, right? So what I would encourage you guys at the gala, as you go through this weekend, build relationships with people that are in other areas or even people in your areas that you're not already working with and just learn from them. You know, set up some accountability, set up some masterminds. And this is a picture of my parents. So the last principle or just the last thought, and I know people don't want motivation or don't need motivation, and Aaron's probably going to give me shit because of it. But uh, that's my dad on the left, my mom on the right. And the story of my parents is they came to this country as, or my dad came as an illegal immigrant. My mom came to this country uh, through a, a program called the Bracero program, which means that they gave residency to people who worked the agricultural fields. So the story about them is that they came to this country with nothing. They came to this country without knowing the language. They came to this country without knowing, uh, having any education. They came to this country with no ties to money. Today, they own about a $10 million real estate portfolio, make about $40,000 in residual a month, and live in about a $2 million house today. So my question to you guys is, how is it that two people can come to this country, not speak the language, not have any education, not have any ties to money, and achieve what they achieved? So my challenge to you guys, if that was possible for them, like what is possible for you guys? Meaning like, what is it that you guys can achieve with the right accountability, with the right mentorship, with the right um, goal setting as well, too. So to talk, to end it, I just want to say you can do it. And then in, to all my Mexican buddies or Espanol, si se puede, you know. Oh.